Welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. I'm your host, Corey Graham. Join us here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where the independent new authors come first. Right now on the Reader House Author Roundtable, I'm talking with author Laguan Rogers. His book, While Waiting, The Musings of a Complicated Mailman, is out now. It's available through Fulton Books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Google Play. Laguan, thanks for sitting down and talking with us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and venture to guess that either you are a mailman or you were a mailman at some point. Uh, your, your guess is correct. <laughs> I'm currently a mailman. Currently, yes. The musings of a complicated mailman. Tell me about this. It's really just an ordinary guy just trying to figure out some complex things going on in life. So it's kind of like two ends of the spectrum. You got this everyday guy but just dealing with a lot of weighty things. So it's kind of like two worlds colliding. It sounds like you're tackling some pretty deep subjects in the normal run of everyday life. There are some profound things that can emerge. Exactly. It's really just me just sitting down or living and walking around. I guess in, in, in my job, I'm, I'm doing a lot of walking more than sitting. And just really just coming into focus with everyday things like divorce, losing a child, dealing with your emotions, whether that be anger, confusion, doubt, saying, is there any linings of hope from this day to the next? And through that struggle, just trying to find those little silver linings and those rays of hope and just having faith in the sun day to day. <laughs> and what was the push then to actually put those words down on paper, all of your thoughts, and put it out there for the world? Uh, how did you get inspired, I guess, to produce the book? Honestly, it really started with a, a visit to a local diner here in my hometown in Buffalo, New York. And I just went there by chance with a, with a friend and sat down and just started looking around the diner. And that's where the creative process takes over. It can just be a word that you hear or somebody say a certain sentence or phrase. And then you start to just kind of build on that, especially like those words or those scenes that stay stuck in your brain that you kind of, when you go to bed, you see them. When you wake up, you see them. And it's like, you know what? I, I think I need to expound on this and, and visit this on, on paper or on the laptop. And like I said, just let the creative process take over and see where you land ultimately. If an aspiring writer were to come to you and say, can you give me a piece of advice? You've been through this. What can you tell me? Is there a word of wisdom you could give me? What would you tell them? I have two words, Corey, two simple words a command, just right. And I repeat, just right. There's going to be days where if you overthink it, nothing will, will take place. You don't have to write the perfect sentence every day. Everything doesn't have to garner Pulitzer Prize attention. Be aware of your surroundings, whether you're going for a walk, whether you're at work, whether you're at the supermarket, whether you're even talking to a, a family member or a friend, just being keen and aware of what's going on around you because that's what you are as a writer. You're really just recording uh, the human experience and just trying to be nosy to nature, nosy in people's conversations, nosy to 
human behavior overall. And you're just really just trying to record other people's feelings and experiences while also trying to make sense of your own. So my, my biggest advice would just to be just right. Just start. Don't try to be perfect. Just find something that you care about, that you feel as though if I don't tell this story, I will be incomplete or somebody's story will be incomplete. Once you find that story, great things can happen and you'll be marveled at what you're able to produce if you stay honest to the page. The book is While Waiting, The Musings of a Complicated Mailman by Laguan Rogers, available through Fulton Books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Google Play. Laguan, thank you so much for your time today. It was great talking about your work, meeting you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Well, we often don't think of prayer as writing a letter. But in her book, Letters to My Lord, Gwen Hamill Yost explores that. Gwen, thank you for talking with us today here on the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you for having me. Letters to My Lord, tell me about the book. It is a daily devotional with individual prayers written day by day. It's a leap year, so there are 366 in there today. I get up every morning and say hi to God, and it's the thought that comes to my mind, and my prayer goes with it. Sounds like you're taking a more conversational approach to prayer, so it sounds like this is really pouring out of your heart to God. Absolutely. I read a couple of devotionals, or I might read a verse or two out of the Bible as I get started, and something hits my heart and my brain, and my heart just pours out then in my writing. So what inspired you to write this? Well, actually, I have been writing daily prayers for almost 20 years. I began after I attended the Walk to Emmaus and joined in an accountability group and just started writing and have probably 50 on my email group now uh, that receive them every day because I just can't not do it. <laughs> I get up and I start thinking about God and talking to God, and that's where it is. Is this the first book you've written or published? Yes, it is. I've been doing it for so long, and many that have read my prayers and get them by email have said for several years, Gwen, you really need to publish these. And I finally got pushed to the point of doing it. <laughs> and how does it feel now that it's out there for people? It feels wonderful. I'm excited about people being able to read them, and I get comments back saying, wow, that hit me today or whatever. And it's a joy to know that I am bringing some joy to others on a daily basis. So what kinds of people do you think would gravitate towards this kind of daily devotional? I would think that anybody that has a relationship with God or wants a relationship with God and to be able to be inspired and sort of listen to their hearts, basically Christians who trust in Jesus and God and want to be uplifted. Are you thinking about maybe a sequel, maybe putting out more of these? Well, possibly. Um, I have thought about it. There was uh, one year that rather than uh, reading as much on inspirational things, I picked the topic of the day um, when, you know, it might have been grief, it might have been joy, it might have been passion, it might have been whatever. And I prayed about that particular thing that had come to my mind. And so rather than have a specific day devotional like this one is, 
I would do it more of a topical with a sort of an index maybe that says, okay, if you're worrying today, go read this one. Or if you've just lost somebody, go read this one. That's probably going to be my next, if I do another one. Now, what would you tell an author who was up and coming, wanted to write a book, wanted to get published? Are there any words of wisdom that you would offer them? I would say just put your heart into it and uh, go with it and trust that if it's meant to be, it will be, and hopefully be successful in whatever way you want it to be successful. This certainly sounds like something that a lot of people can benefit from. Gwen, thank you so much for talking with us tonight. Thank you for putting your book out there and telling us more about it. Well, thank you for having me, and I was glad to do it, and I just hope that my book does bring joy to many. Indeed, indeed. The title of the book is Letters to My Lord by Gwen Hamill Yost through Christian Faith Publishing, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Again, Gwen, thank you for your time. It's been an absolute joy talking with you today, and let's do this again soon. Great. Thank you very much, Corey. Here on the Reader House Author Roundtable, I'm talking with author Michael Wynn. His book, Hero, The Warring Nations, seems to deal with seemingly ordinary people becoming extraordinary. Michael, welcome to the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Glad to be here. So tell me about Hero, the Warring Nations. The story is initially uh, about us, an ordinary high school student. His name is Mason Gray. Um, he just kind of wants to grow up kind of helping people. Uh, and then in the middle of it, uh, in his quest for, to get more power, he ends up in a whole other world where he kind of gets his morality challenged and challenges him um, to be a little better. He, he needs to know, what can I do to get stronger? And he fights the question, should I return back home or should I stay in this new world while I get games power? What inspired you to write this? Uh, growing up, I've always watched like a lot of different anime and video games and learned a lot of lessons with them. And I've always wanted to kind of make my own story that kind of helped inspire others. This book is just the first one out of a future series I hope to make out of it. Hmm. Is this your first book? Yes, it is. So what was this process like going through the whole writing and publishing process for the first time? Uh, it was um, definitely a journey and a learning experience. I've, I've learned so much uh, between writing it, between uh, talking with others, getting different uh, beta reader input, uh, working with the publishing company. It, it's definitely been a lot of fun. I would really just encourage anyone who's looking to write and do their own story to kind of do the same thing. Just try to figure out what you want to write about and just, just go ahead and write and try to put it out there. Mm. How's it feel now to have gone through all this work and now your book's out there for the world to read and and it's on shelves and people are getting it? How's that feel? It's definitely a little nerve-wracking at once cause for a bit because it's like you're uh, kind of like a piece of yourself out there, but it's exciting. Uh, I definitely want to share a story for the world to hear and, and I really hope you like it. It's an exciting challenge, and I can't wait to move on to the next one. Mm, I was going to ask about that next. Is there something in the works you're on right now? I am working on a, on a sequel to this book, definitely. And I also have a little a different story, kind of a standalone, completely different from this, this whole series, but just a couple future projects I have in the works. A lot of authors experience writer's block. Mm. You sit down and you have every intention to write, but nothing's coming out. Do you deal with that? Oh, uh, yeah, all the time. In fact, for one of the stories I'm working on right now, I'm kind of in a, 
in a bit of a rut at the moment, but I'm um, taking a little bit of time to just write and power through it. For me, I mostly just kind of, even when I get stuck in the rut, I just kind of keep writing. Um, sometimes I just I try to listen to music to get in the mood for a little bit. I often find myself just kind of like, you know, zoning into the story after a little while. Um, even if it's something that's a little like, you know, I feel like it's not really kind of what I want or it's it's not like this. I can always go back and change it later. My best advice, just keep on writing. Was there a particularly difficult or challenging part about this that maybe you were surprised with along the way? I think, at least for writing this book, the, the hardest parts for me were mostly just trying to make the characters as relatable as I could because they're a big cast of characters and trying to really see what the reader would connect with and trying to make a lot of connective tissue. Um, there's a lot of plots and twists that I think the readers really will enjoy in this book. A lot of characters I think that they will really like too. It was a challenge to really make those like that, but I'm, I'm really happy with the result. Well, it sounds really interesting. I encourage readers out there to check this out. Again, the book is Hero, The Warring Nations by Michael Wynn. This is through Fulton Books, and you can get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Google Play. Michael, thank you again for joining us here at the Roundtable again tonight, and thank you for sharing this book with us. Thank you for having me. Author Jessica Preston is my next guest here on the Reader House Author Roundtable. The title of her book is Living Dangerously Early, a Matthew and Crystal Redmond novel. Jessica, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. So tell me about Living Dangerously Early. What's the book about? Um, it's about a, a married couple who have been hired by the CIA to investigate a crooked casino owner. He's suspected of money laundering and illegal gambling and murder. While they're on the case risking their lives, they become sympathetic to the casino owner's girlfriend, kind of help her out. Wow. Sounds sounds really interesting. Uh, what inspired you to write this? I mean, I've been like writing forever, and I was reading a lot of Ian Fleming. It kind of gave me the idea for doing... Um, you know, the casino and the gambling part. And then he helped me kind of do the insight of the casino part, which I didn't know a whole lot. Great. So what was the writing and publishing process like for you? Was it a long, arduous process? Did it come about easy? What was it like? Well, actually, um, it's funny. I was, you know, I've been writing kind of all my life. And then one day I'm like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and you know, it's time now to look for a publisher. Fulton Books, they kind of, I just kind of sent some texts to some people and they were the first ones to get back to me. And I was like, oh my goodness. Is this your first book? Have you written anything before? Um, this is my first published book. Yeah, I mostly, I've been writing a lot of mysteries and I tried some non-mysteries and then, so yeah, this is my first published mystery book, so... Ah, oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank That's, you. It's a big accomplishment. How does it feel to be published for the first time? Oh, my goodness. I was so excited. When I first found out that it was really happening, I was just like singing and dancing around the house. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, that's great. In this process, being that you've just gone through it for the first time, writing the book and editing the book, getting it published... Is there any advice that you could give to people who are looking to begin that process and start this journey? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that it's very important. If you have a dream and you want to do it, go ahead and, and, and do it. 
like me, there may be people who said, oh, you know, you should look for a different goal. And I'm like, yeah, if you feel it and if it's your true passion is to write, then go ahead. So is there a sequel in the works? Are you thinking about that? Or are you thinking about maybe tackling another project? Actually, there is a sequel in the works. And um, with all this, this is sad, with all this time on my hands, I happen to, <laughs> I happen to be kind of writing down notes and stuff. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I'm really interested in this now, especially the world of gambling and the mystery and, and a lot of things going on. So again, the book is titled Living Dangerously Early, a Matthew and Crystal Redmond novel by Jessica Preston. This is by Fulton Books, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Google Play. Thank you so much, Jessica, for taking the time to talk with us this evening. Thank you. Absolutely. Hopefully we'll be talking again soon. All right. The title of the next book that we're talking about here on the Reader House Author Roundtable is actually something I wish I was right now. The title is Beachwalker. Author is Lawrence Hart, and Lawrence is here with me right now. Lawrence, thank you so much for sitting down with us tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. Glad to be with you. So, Beachwalker, what's your book about? It's about a young man um, who goes to a horrible recovery at a sort of a halfway house faith recovery center. Even though he was, he was ostracized by his family, they were strictly religious people. Uh, he ends up making a, an unbelievable discovery about himself through the help of a lot of people about how good he is in some areas. It's, it's just a story based on uh, contact I had with a rescue mission director years ago and the stories that he told about people that have overcome some difficult situations, sometimes of their own making, but were able to correct and turn their life around. So that's what it's basically in a nutshell. I won't give away too much more, but uh, it's set on a beach in an area where I live down there in Florida. So the places are actual places that are there. It's an, I enjoyed writing it, and I wrote a sequel to it also, but I'm still working on making that ready for publication. <laughs> oh, how long did it take you to flesh this out and to give it life? Um, I did in 2015. I finished it and probably spent a year on it. Not all total. I would go to parts of it and then I'd think about it. And then I think, no, that's not going to work. Go back and add some factual things with the area that I knew, which would add a little bit to the authenticity of the actual situation. Beautiful place to live. Oh, so I hear. Now, the themes that you're exploring here, it, it sounds to me I'm getting sort of a, a forgiveness of others and kind of forgiveness of yourself sort of theme going on. What sort of themes like that were you looking to explore here? You hit two real good ones right there. Yes, he has to deal with himself and getting over the horrible things he, that he did. And then the other people, some of them don't accept him. He has to get over that. I explore a lot of the uh, the director of the uh, halfway house is a gentleman that I've included in some other books. And he has a story all his own, which I develop later. He's a real encouragement to him. And, of course, there's a young lady that he runs into from high school that has to slowly get over the fact that he's totally changed. A lot of areas I really enjoy dealing with because I've seen it in real life happen. Not very often, but it does happen. Yeah, and I found some of the most enjoyable books that I've read have been written by authors who have just enjoyed that whole process themselves. Mm -hmm. And I can, I can tell just by the sound of your voice and the way you're talking about it that you really did enjoy this. 
Yes, and I've written, I wrote a couple of books before that, and they were on the Amazon eBooks, but they were not, and I learned from those and some other people's critiques. And uh, this one, I, I think, is one I've really enjoyed doing, and it's had the best response for eBook thing. But I'm looking forward to the publication and what develops out of that. Some comments, mostly favorable. People come back and tell me, "Are you going to write a sequel right away?" Uh, what would you say in this process was the biggest lesson you learned getting this published? Uh, basically, my grammar is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not, not shouldn't say terrible, but I've learned that uh, I need to go back and read it again, use my wife to reread it. I had a couple ladies at the church that uh, were helping me. They agreed to reread some of it, and they gave tips since I've never really done anything like this before and wanted to expose myself to a publishing company that would really take a good look at it and offer something. And they, by the time I got it, they offered few changes at all. They said they were surprised. It went well, and I owe that to a lot of people helping me. The fact that the ones who have read it, friends, and looked it over, they immediately told me, you did write a sequel, didn't you? So I think I captured their interest there. You certainly captured my interest. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. I hope you read it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm looking to check it out, and I encourage everyone listening to go out there and check this out. It's called Beachwalker by Lawrence Hart. It's by Christian Faith Publishing, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Lawrence, it was an absolute pleasure talking with you today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for taking the time to do it. I appreciate it very much. Love and relationships is such a complex topic to tackle, especially in this day and age. But in her book, Love Warrior, Admire Him, Adore Her, author Louisa Brizendine Curry does just that. Louisa, thank you for joining me today on the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Love Warrior, hashtag Love Warrior. Tell me about the book. So as you introduced, it is about love and relationships. And as we know in business, the best way to have a successful business is to fulfill a need that you recognize. And after being a wedding planner for about over 10 years, I recognized that everybody struggles in love, right? Love Warrior is outlined very similar to the rigorous program of the Navy SEALs in three phases to instill hope in its readers. The first phase is going to really go over identity truths. Of ourselves. The second phase is going to go into healing and kind of make sure that we tackle, you know, previous wounds. And then the third and final phase will really develop a hope for a fulfilling, lasting relationship, um, as well as comforting others in the way that we've been comforted. Because as we know, in Second Corinthians 1, the Lord gives us the call to action to comfort others in the way that he has comforted us. So that's kind of the structure of the book in three phases. And definitely not for the faint of heart. I will say that it's tough. It makes you really dig deep and you have to be very honest with yourself. It requires work. <laughs> so. so what inspired you to put this in book form and put it out there for people? My background is I have a bachelor's in business and as well as marketing. And, you know, alongside that, I spent a good 10 years in a career in the wedding industry where I really got to come alongside couples in one of the hardest times of their relationship. You know, planning a wedding really tests, I guess you could say, your competency <laughs> as a couple. You know, how well you communicate, how well you problem solve as a couple. Myself, I definitely struggled in love. You know, I didn't get married till I was about 28 famous phrase, all is fair in love and war, really became um, my point to study. I really wanted to see if all of us navigate through the waters of love as if it is war. So what kind of readers do you think would be into this and, and benefit from it? Do you see more of like a, a married couple, people who are still single? That's a great question. And first and foremost, I really hope 
and I spoke to both male and female readers. So I really wanted men to be able to read this book and learn how to adore their woman in their life, whether it be a current woman or a future woman. And I really wanted them to learn how to essentially love, you know, because as a woman, we really want love, right? We seek that. And that sense of adoration is very important to us. And for men, they really want respect. So I really wanted the female readers to learn how to admire their man, you know, and showcase in the relationship this sense of respect. So both male and female readers, definitely for the single as well as the married, as well as the brokenhearted. So across the board, this should help everybody because, you know, the reality is is we all have an identity, right? (laughs) Whether we're in a current relationship or not. We have an identity within ourselves, and I really wanted our readers to really grow in their identity in Christ during this journey, where they are really challenged to really ask themselves, you know, what type of romantic relationship did the Lord want me to have? You know, is it something similar to the structure that I have with Him in my love story with Him? What have I done in the past that is on board with that? There's an awesome piece in there about a fulfilling relationship and just kind of enjoying the journey and stages of a fulfilling relationship. The title of the book is Love Warrior, Admire Him, Adore Her, available through Christian Faith Publishing on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes by Louisa Brizendine Curry. Louisa, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. We're looking forward to checking out the book. I encourage everyone out there listening to try this one out. Thank you so much. Reading the Bible and grasping what it has to say about God is a struggle for many of us, and The next author joining me on the Reader House Author Roundtable is Ron Bannock. Ron's new book is Acts, General Epistles, and Revelation in Clear English. Ron, thank you for joining us tonight. Yes, it's glad to be here and speak about the book. Mm, Indeed. Could you tell us about it? Well, this is uh, one of a series of five books that I have recently written, three on the New Testament and Psalms and Proverbs. The uh, three books on the New Testament were Paul. The One Gospel, which combines Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and to some extent, Paul. And finally, this book, which is why it has the strange title, Acts, General Epistles, and Revelations, which is everything that was left out of the two previous books, is ready now. It concerns the uh, 28 uh, chapters of Luke in Acts, of church history, the general epistles with the four authors, James the Just, Peter, John, and Jude, and finally concluding with the great book of Revelation and all its majesty. So now we have a book that is both easy to read, and that would be for the beginner, somebody uh, who doesn't know the gospel that well, and it includes some very nice between-the-verse notes. So it really is for everybody. Everybody will get something out of this book, I'm sure. How challenging was it to use plain English, but yet maintain as much of the integrity of the original text as possible? What I couldn't let go of, some of the traditional words like salvation, sanctification, godliness, I had to explain them and make sure they're understood. That is why I went through in difficult verses, looking through as many as 20 different uh, biblical commentaries, combining that with my own theological training under Arnold Fruchtenbaum, a Hebrew Christian. In all cases, I am sure, uh, come to the clear original meaning of what is in Scripture. What advice would you offer to up-and-coming authors who want to write and want to be published? It's a lot of work, and don't start unless you have the desire and the drive. Uh, and don't write about something you can't handle either 
theologically or your heart is not in or don't think you have the time because uh, it is a lot of work, let me tell you. And this in my the latter years of my life, I'm 75 now, and these last five books were a lot of work. And I'm glad to have finished them. And I, I think this is as far as I will go. But you have to have your heart there. Remember, faith, hope, and charity. You have faith in something. You hope for that, but you don't do it unless you have love. And that is uh, what you have to do in life. You find something you love and you work at it, applying faith and hope. That is the secret to anything, not just writing. Indeed. Well, the title of the book is Acts, General Epistles, and Revelation in Clear English by Ron Bannock. Ron, it was a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you for joining us here on the Reader House Author Roundtable. Thank you, Corey. It's a pleasure to be here. With me right now on the Reader House Author Roundtable is author Nancy Bone Goff. Her new book is called Ocean View. Nancy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So tell us about Ocean View. Well, Ocean View is a, is a different book from what I've been writing in the past. I got the idea one morning when I went, we were in Panama City Beach, Florida, and I was sitting out on the balcony, and it was very early in the morning. I was having a cup of coffee, and I started watching these people coming down the beach and the different people picking up seashells, and some were out fishing and just different things. And as it began to fill up, I noticed all the different people, and came across this idea for the book. It starts out basically with this woman, Clara Sue Carpenter, sitting on the balcony of her condominium watching people go by. She's there to celebrate she and her husband's 40th wedding anniversary, but unfortunately he's had a stroke, and so she's been taking care of him for 10 years, 24-7. Unfortunately, he's not a very easy man to get along with. She goes out by herself uh, and leaves him there by himself. She meets this gentleman. They enjoy their margaritas, and they enjoy dancing together. When the night's over, she gets in her car and goes on her way. And not until the next morning, when she sees on the news, Michael Morgan, who is the man that she was dancing with all night last night, was found murdered in the parking lot of the Sapphire Club. And she's the prime suspect. So how long did it take you to write this book? A year or longer, because I started it, and then, you know, life happens. The company that had published my first five books went belly up, and so there was just kind of being like, well, why am I doing this? You know, I guess you, as a writer, you just simply, you have to write. I'm retired. I was a cosmetologist for 30-something years, on my own business, and after that went on the road and did some singing and uh, helped build a music park. And uh, I've had an interesting life. But once I became disabled, I had to figure out something to do with myself. And so writing seemed to be something that I had wanted to do since, since I was a kid. And writing is certainly one of the best things that anybody can do out there. Absolutely. So People wise tell choice. me all the time, I, I've always wanted to write a book. And I always say to them, everyone has a book inside them. They just have to put it on paper. Exactly. So when you're giving advice to new authors and people coming up, would that be your number one piece of advice? Yes. Disciplining yourself is, is one of the biggest things. That's the hardest thing I find. Now, when I first started writing, I was writing for a magazine that's published here in Alabama. 
Downhome magazine. The uh, publisher would send me a picture that was going to be on the front of the magazine, and these artists that he picked out were these beautiful pictures that were outstanding. I had to write a feature story about that picture, and that was the most fun to me because it was challenging. And so I wrote for him for five years and ended up having to write under several pen names because he said the book, the magazine was starting to look like a Nancy Goff book. <laughs> so, so I wrote, wrote under several uh, pen names. And what was so funny to me was that I would meet people who loved the book. When they would find out that I wrote for the book, they would say, you know, I just loved the stories by that N.K. Benton. Or somebody else would say, my favorite writer in there is Jay Dalton. Well, these, this was all me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, yeah, I think they're great. I, I do, too. I really like them. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Oh, well, again, the book is titled Ocean View. This is available through Fulton Books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Google Play. Nancy Bone Goff is the author. Nancy, it's been a wonderful thing talking with you today. Thank you for sharing more about your book. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. The title of this next book we'll be talking about here on the Reader House Author Roundtable really intrigues me. Delights. And maybe not spelled the way that it sounds. I have author Zach Dill with me right now, the author of this book. Zach, thank you for joining me tonight. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. So Delights is the name of your book. Tell us what this book's about. It's kind of an inspirational comic. Trying to be funny, but kind of thoughtful. It's got lots of smiley faces. It's kind of uh, trying to produce some happy brain chemicals for people. Somewhat therapeutic, but definitely just a, a comic in the end. What inspired you to write this? I just started writing my thoughts. And then I, whenever I would sign books, I put a happy face, kind of just to give a little good vibe. And then I thought, you know, let me put my happy face saying these thoughts. And then I showed a few people and they really liked it. And they said, you know, they could see it in the funny pages and stuff. And they said, you, sh- you should produce this. I mean, I published this and put it out. And so I, I went ahead and showed more people and did it and kept getting good response. And people kind of said it kind of got them high. Like they liked, you know, whatever it did to their brain, the, the jokes and the deep thoughts and the happy faces. And so I thought, this is kind of therapeutic. And uh, I work with individuals that have brain injuries, and I gave it to them. And they would say they really liked it. It made them feel good, and they would, like, read it before they go to bed so they have, you know, good vibes going to sleep. Wow. And so, yeah, it kind of took off beyond me just sharing thoughts. So that's kind of where it went. Wow. I think the power of positivity is greatly underrated. Oh, yeah. And it's so contagious as well, and I think that's what you're tapping into here. Yeah, yeah, and people like it. They want to, people want to feel good, and it's just not like positivity, but also with the humor, I don't know, kind of takes it to a different level. I think it just has a good combination of elements. Absolutely. It sounds really, really fun. Yeah. So what was the process like for this? Uh, Talked about writing the book, but actually going and getting it published. How did you decide that you wanted to put this out there for people? And then what was that process like for you? I was just getting good feedback from people close to me. And I had published books called Mind Albums, and they're kind of brain exercise books, again, for, for anybody, but individuals who have brain injuries, too. This was kind of just another thing where I'm trying to, you know, help people make the world a better place kind of thing. You know, I sent it to my publisher, and they liked it. 
they were, you know, interested in publishing it. And I, I never got any negative blowback. Everyone seemed to think it was funny. It was positive. And they even like the happy faces, which I don't consider myself an artist, but um, it works good with those thoughts that I was sharing. So it all just kind of came together and felt really right. So I just I never even doubted it or looked back. It sounds like you made yourself happy with it as well. I can tell just how you're talking right now. You seem very positive, very happy, very energetic, just thinking about the book and the process of writing it and people enjoying it and benefiting from it. Oh, yeah. I'll use it on myself. Like if I'm like, not in a great mood, I'll just open up a couple pages and immediately with the happy faces and it's, I'm smiling. It's got a real immediate effect. And that's kind of why I put it out there because it, it did that for me. And then other people said, yeah, this kind of gets me high. Like I, It changes my mood. And I'm like, oh, well, this is great. And so I'm going to keep writing these and you know, do what I can because, uh, again, a positive effect on the world. I, I don't know what's better than that. That is certainly something that we need right now in this world. <laughs> you know, there's so much going on around us. This, again, is Delights by Zach Dill, available via Fulton Books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, and Google Play. Zach, i got to thank you for talking with me about this book. You got me really pumped about it now. I want to check this out. Awesome. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Well, here right now on the Reader House Author Roundtable, I'm talking about coming out of adversity to find hope. I think we all love those stories. And the author right now who's here with me is Myrna Callison. Her book is called In His Arms, available through Christian Faith Publishing. Myrna, thank you for talking with us tonight at the Roundtable. Mm-hmm. So tell me about In His Arms. What's this book about? How he helped me through many rough times, and he gave me many beautiful memories. So being such a personal book and going through so much adversity, I, I read the description of the book, and I couldn't believe a lot of what you've been through and then had the courage to tell about and to put it out there for the world. So was this a hard book for you to write? No, not at all. I I wanted it. I wanted to share what happened and how the Lord has brought me through all these things. Hmm. And so I'm hoping they will appreciate the title of it. Absolutely. So how long did this take you to write? About a year and a half, because I was kind of reluctant a couple of times. I felt like, hey, I don't have the education, but I finally kept going. Hmm. The Lord kept urging me to keep going. Was there a specific push that kind of said, okay, I'm really going to get down and do this? Uh, was there a person in your life maybe or just maybe a thought that you had? No, it was definitely the Lord pushing me. But I have a friend, Teresa, that's a writer. She said, yeah, you've got some interesting articles there you could talk about. Is this your first book? Yes. And I decided that at 81 years old, I doubt that I will write another book. But, uh, <laughs> I've got a few few thoughts in my head, so if I can get my printer to work, I'm going. I might do that again. Wow! Well, I encourage you to do so. This sounds like a great resource and a great inspiration for people. Thank you. Uh, is there a specific group of people that you think would gravitate towards this? Did you have people in mind specifically who? No, I wanted everyone that uh, needs the Lord to hear what he can do for them to help them. But uh, I did also target special people like epileptics that I have, single parents that I had to go through, 
there's so many people out there that could use the Lord. So I would hope that this will touch some people, you know. Now, being that you've been through this process, you've written a book, you've had it edited, you've had it published, and now it's out there for the world to see, what advice could you give to authors who want to start that process? Uh, The most inspired writing I had, I thought, was, hey, go to school and get some journalism behind you, because I don't have. I said, you also need to listen to the Lord and let him talk to you through your heart. I think that makes a big difference in writing. If you were to write another book, you said you might not, but if you were to write, what kinds of things would you like to write about next? About the same thing, about what uh, the Lord can do for people, help them. I have been given all kinds of advice, like I need to make it more uh, mystery, romance, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think, well, wait a minute. That's not, that's not of the Lord with all that crime and who knows what I'll, what I will, if I ever do write anymore. Well, we're looking forward to it if you do, and we certainly hope you do. Myrna, thank you so much for joining us at the roundtable here tonight. Again, Myrna's book is In His Arms through Christian Faith Publishing. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Myrna Callison, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you, meeting you, and, and learning more about your work. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Well, an inspiring story of trials and redemption is what I'm talking about with my next author here on the Reader House Author Roundtable, author Roger Johnson, in his book, Weathering Storms, Flying Between Heaven and Hell. It's available now through Christian Faith Publishing on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Talking with Roger right now. Roger, welcome to the roundtable, and thank you for joining me. It's nice to be here. Thanks. Now, Weathering Storms sounds like an interesting read. Can you tell us about it? It actually started out 30 years ago as just a bunch of short stories about flying. My father is a military pilot and airline pilot, and I followed in his footsteps. What started out as a bunch of short stories became a memoir of my father's and my relationship. My dad was an alcoholic, extremely abusive early on to my mother, and then later in life to me as I got into high school. The good side is when it came to flying and aviation, he and I had an outstanding relationship. Whenever we got on an airport or talked about flying, you would never have thought that my father could have been the monster that he was. There are a lot of stories in the book. I talk about my faith. My parents were not very Christian at all, and I gained a faith. My mother, at seven, when I was seven, taught me the Lord's Prayer. Why? I'll never know, but she did. And to this day, I say it almost every day. And that has sustained me through some pretty bad ups and downs. I was a top gun instructor in the Air Force. Stories about that, stories about flying around the world. I flew, I was in Hong Kong for the Millennium switchover. And that. Wow. A lot of just a really good flying stories. And I try to bring it down to a non-flyers level, not that they're unintelligent people, but it's just a very esoteric world that a lot of people that don't fly understand. Yeah, that's what I'm sensing from it is that there's a sense of adventure and most people are not aviators. We're sort of flying along with you and you're taking us on an adventure while exploring this story between you and your father. 
like I said, some and the stories start out with my fly, my father's. He's got some really great stories. He was drunk probably 360 out of 365 days out of the year, unless he was flying. And in the evening, he would tell me his flying stories. And I mean, there were so many. You know, he was kind of like a god to me when I was younger. As I got older, I realized his weaknesses and stuff. There was a point one time when my father was strangling my mother, and I stabbed him in the back with scissors just to get him off my mom literally a story of heaven and hell because the nights my dad was just abusive to me I would you know there were times I had to take off and just spend the night in Ocean City Boardwalk and come home when he was sober he was always kind of contrite and nice but you know at night again he could get drunk and you'd either get a nice dad or the devil you just never knew what you were going to get. Now is this geared more towards people who are dealing with grief dealing with maybe abuse in their lives or is it more towards a broader faith sort of audience? You know, that's a really great question. And I can honestly tell you the reviews I've gotten from a lot of people is it's a book that appeals to everybody, whether you love flying or just adventure or women I know that have read it. You know, they're so so on the flying, but they love the drama part and the emotional part. And that really draws them. Other women I know that are pilots like it because they like flying stories, but they also like the drama. And everyone's been amazed at they're like, Roger, I never would have known you went through the hell you went through because you've never shown it. It appeals to a broad amount of people, even kids in high school. I'd love it for them to read it, to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Just have faith, be strong, and just get through the hard times and live for the good times. Well, I can see a lot of people being touched and, and moved by your story in this book. Again, it's called Weathering Storms, Flying Between Heaven and Hell by Roger Johnson through Christian Faith Publishing on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Roger, it was so nice talking to you today about your book, learning more about you. Thank you so much for your time here on The Roundtable. Oh, you're welcome, sir. You have a great day. Joining us now on the Reader House Author Roundtable is author Darian Russell, his book, A Promise of a New Beginning, looks really interesting, and Darian is with us. Darian, thanks for joining us tonight on The Roundtable. I should appreciate you having me on. It's such an honor. We look forward to finding out more about your book, A Promise of a New Beginning. Tell us what it's all about. It deals with two different individuals that had tragedy in their life, lost a, lost a spouse, and uh Basically, it you know kind of lets you know that you're not alone. That somebody has been there before, and if you just let God heal you, He can bring it all into pass and have a promise of a new beginning in life. Wonderful. So, what inspired you to write this? Well, um, the, some of the instances in there uh, uh, deals with a, a girl that has Crohn's, and it, it kind of come off of our our life because our daughter has Crohn's. So, the actual hospital scenes in the book that actually happened. Is this your first book? Have you written before? No, this is my first book, and it was just a dream of mine. So what would you say the, the main theme that you're exploring here in uh, Promise of a New Beginning? The main thing is no matter what you're going through life, whether it's tragedy, whether, you know, something in life that if you just let God help you, he can heal you and guide you and eventually take you through this. And like, you know, a Promise of a New Beginning or a beginning of starting over, if you just let God do it. Oh, so being your first book actually published, being out there for the world to to see, to enjoy, to learn from, how does that feel? It feels amazing that they actually a dream that actually came true, and I thank the Lord for opening the doors and opportunities for me. 
Friday to continue zone. So are there any words of wisdom that maybe you could offer aspiring writers? Yes, I would I would say to any new writers, just stay at it, uh, take your time, be patient, don't rush through it. Enjoy the journey through the processes of the each step of the, as you write and, and then the editing and all that. Just enjoy it. Don't rush it. That would be my advice because I learned from my mistakes that, uh, you know, rushing through it, trying to get it done, make it a dead time, you, might, you, might, you know, you make a lot of mistakes. If you just enjoy it and be patient and go through the journey, that's um, it would be a whole, you know, far as enjoyable. Mm. So how long did it take you to actually write this? For me, this first, it took me about a year and a half. For me, if you rush through it, you're just trying to get it out there and you're not taking time to maybe pray or let God give you some drop of word here or there. If you rush it, you miss the whole the whole thing of why you're doing it. Now you lose focus. So what kind of readers do you think would benefit from this? Was there a certain group that you were looking to get this message to? Not really a certain group. Maybe maybe older married couples, maybe, you know, that life throws them a curve. I'm praying and hoping that it'll help whatever trial they might go through or whatever they are facing. It might not necessarily be such extreme, but it doesn't matter what you go through in life. If you just let God go through it with you and help you, that there's always um, a promise of a new horizon, a new beginning in every, in every situation. If you just pray and step back and, and just trust God in the process of what you're going through. I encourage the listeners to seek this book out. It's called Promise of a New Beginning by Darian Russell. This is through Christian Faith Publishing and is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Well, Darian, it was an absolute joy to speak with you today and to learn about your work. And hopefully we can do this again soon. Yes, sir. I thank you for having me on. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the Reader House Author Roundtable, where authors from all walks of life come together to discuss the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of publishing their books. We hope to see you back here every Friday night at 8 p.m. or listen anytime via podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and PodServe, to name just a few. The Author Roundtable is sponsored by Reader House Online Bookstore, where independent new authors come first.